Hello and welcome back to Daily Business News with the latest business stories in just five minutes, seven days a week. Here are the top business stories for Sunday, September 17th, 2023. Today's episode is brought to you by Blogcast, your personalized audio feed, available on iPhone and Android. Elon Musk and Larry Page's friendship came to an end due to their differing views on artificial intelligence, as revealed in a new book. Musk argued that without proper safeguards, AI systems could replace humans entirely, while Page disagreed, accusing Musk of being too cavalier about the technology. The friendship deteriorated further when one of Google's top scientists joined Musk's OpenAI. Musk has previously addressed the split, co-founding the nonprofit AI group and responding to claims of being called a speciesist. In other news, AMC Entertainment Holdings CEO Adam Aron expressed optimism for the company's future after a successful equity raise of $325 million. The raise received a positive reaction from investors, with AMC's shares closing 3% higher. Aaron also discussed the challenges faced by the movie theater industry in the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic and expressed gratitude for supporters. He concluded with an optimistic outlook for the company. Meanwhile, Senator Bernie Sanders addressed striking United Auto Workers employees in Detroit, Michigan, calling on automaker CEOs to end their greed. Sanders criticized General Motors CEO Mary Barra Stellantis CEO Carlos Tavares, and Ford CEO Jim Farley. The UAW is seeking a more than 40% pay raise for rank-and-file members over four years. In another development, Anthony Capone, CEO of DocGo, the firm hired by New York City in a $432 million no-bid contract, resigned after admitting to lying about his educational record. Capone falsely claimed to have a graduate degree in artificial intelligence from Clarkson University. The resignation came amid scrutiny of the contract and concerns about the services provided by DACO. FTC chairwoman Lena Khan had to write her credit card number on a piece of paper due to a cyber attack on MGM Resorts International's reservation system. The attack affected the company's website, reservation system, and casino games causing inconvenience for guests checking in at the MGM Grand Hotel in Las Vegas. The same group responsible for the attack also targeted Caesars Entertainment, which reportedly paid a $15 million ransom. MGM Resorts has launched an investigation into the cyber attack and informed law enforcement. In Durban, South Africa, the business chamber has demanded the removal of top management at Transnet SOC Limited the country's state logistics company. The chamber cited grievances such as poorly performing ports and rail lines and a lack of clarity on future expansion plans. This demand echoes a similar call from the Minerals Council South Africa. Meanwhile, Sanjeev Gupta, founder of GFG Alliance, has returned to the UK after a -a two-and-a-half-year fraud and money-laundering investigation. Gupta, is likely to be interviewed by the Serious Fraud Office regarding suspected fraud and fraudulent trading within his network of businesses. The investigation follows concerns raised by banks about paperwork provided by Liberty House Group, Gupta's trading business. 
Leaders in the investment industry are warning that new securities and exchange commission regulations will make it more expensive for managers to operate pension funds. The Managed Funds Association has proposed over 20 rules focused on investment managers, and the SEC is seeking to prohibit certain terms and conditions. The SEC's regulations will affect every aspect of a manager's business, including investment strategies and negotiations with investors. Next, delegates from Iraqi Kurdistan expressed optimism after talks with Baghdad regarding resuming oil exports. However, a top Kurdish official stated that a quick resolution is not expected. Turkey halted oil flows through a pipeline in March after being ordered to pay damages to Iraq. The closure of the pipeline has cost producers and the government nearly $5 billion. Lastly, woodworking students in wealthy Colorado ski towns are building tiny homes for their teachers and staff. The initiative addresses the affordability crisis in the state, where teachers struggle to find affordable housing. Over a third of Aspen School District staff members live in district housing. Aspen High School's woodshop program is constructing a 200-square-foot tiny home for one of the district employees. The initiative is led by John Fisher, a woodworking teacher with 53 years of experience at Aspen High School. Our top business stories for today are brought to you by Blogcast, your personalized audio feed. Download the free Blogcast app on your iPhone or Android today. If you enjoyed this, please consider listening to our other podcasts, Daily Tech News, Daily Science News, Daily Lifestyle News, and Daily World News. Thanks for listening. Blogcast.